Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am your main bitch, Kim. Hey, Yins guys, what's up? And, Yins guys, I have a special guest on the show today, which, by the way, technically right now it's November 12th, so we're going to talk about some big-ass news that just hit the streets on Instagram because we all know that I don't have Twitter, duh. But we have a special guest, and his name is Sean Ellis Rogers with the podcast, The Real Reality Realness. Hi, how are you, my dear? Oh, also, too, let me just say, lock it while I clock it. Yes. 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 Hi, how are you, how my love? How are you, darling? I am very, very well. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. And by the way, Yins, guys, I was just on his podcast. You have to check it out. Real reality, realness. It is off the hook. You do it every single day, Monday through Friday, right? Yes. Very talk show realness, but it's very like... Well, I try to give like night show radio vibes, but I don't know if the, if my voice is actually that sexy. So I just try to have good music. I think it's Very sexy. Oh, well, thank sexy. you, darling. Yes, yes. I do what I can. Uh, and guess what, Yins, guys? He talks about like all shit reality. I mean, I know that I'm just the Bravo bitch that just talks shit about our Bravo lovers, you know, but uh, he's got it all. So just saying, you got to check out his stuff. So, yes, we talk of about Bravo, everything from Bravo to WeTV. Yes. I don't know about TV. And if we do, I don't know that. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. But they have some good the stuff real over reason, there. the real reason why we're all here is to talk about some Bravo bitches. First of all, yes. did you hear the big news about our Roni bitch singer stinger? Her singer stinger is out of her ass now. She is no longer on the show. Thoughts. Listen. <laughs> it's uh... You know, shout out to Lizzo, because it is about damn time. (laughs) It really, truly is about damn time. Like, I'm not going to sit here, and as many problems as I have with Ramona, I'll admit that the woman is good TV. However, there is a line that is very thin between Mm -hmm. controversial and problematic. You and I have discussed this before. Yes. So, (laughs) it's like... (laughs) You know, she's had a great run, as they say. Well, here's the thing. How about, okay, if you had to choose, and Mm -hmm. this is some big shit, Ramona or Kelly Dodd? I know. Ramona. That silence was was for a reason. Ramona. That was a very, like, I had to think very specifically, but I don't want to hold you up. Definitely Ramona. Definitely Ramona. Because Kelly Dodd is very um, specific and blatant. Like, she gives a face to the term selected outrage. Yes. And so, like, she's the type of person who just incites things for the sake of inciting things. Whereas Ramona, I feel like she genuinely does not intentionally do things the majority of the time. Now, there yeah, are times when I feel like she's dumb. trying to to defend herself and she may just choose the wrong line of defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Ramona is intentionally problematic where I feel like Kelly Dodd is problematic for a On check. On purpose. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, they're both gone, so there's that. <laughs> All's well that ends well. All is well. Well, since we're on Roni, are you excited for the new the new one coming up with brand new gals? Excited is a strong word. Um, so true. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, I'm trying not to put it down because I was not, like, a hardcore Roni fan. Like, I was not a stan of Roni. I mm-hmm. appreciated Roni for what it was. I appreciated the vibe of Roni. I appreciated the uniqueness of that city. And sure. I loved Roni for very specific people. Like, I watched Roni during the Bethany years. I watched Roni during the Jill Zarin years. I watched Roni yes. during the Carol Radzewell years. I watched Love. Roni during the Dorinda years. Like, yes. but it wasn't like I was watching all the way through. Right, so, right, right. on one hand, I am excited to have new faces, right? Mm-hmm. However, I have some issues and some questions that I need to take up with HR and casting. Tell me. Where the hell is Ebony? Right. Well, Where the I hell is Ebony? She, I thought she didn't want to do it. I haven't heard that specifically from her. So okay. if that is the well, case, then... All's well that ends well. Now, if she said this on her podcast, then I felt like an asshole because I listened to almost every episode. Right. Shout out to Holden Court with Ebony Williams. That's right. I was just going to say that. Right. But I, 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 I have not heard this, but I still question because I feel like the setup that the network and the production company did with her right. caused this all to happen in the first damn place. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like the least they could do yeah. for giving her a shitty setup, which subsequently caused a shitty season, which subsequently caused her not ever to even have a reunion, based yeah. on some shit that was kind of solely blamed on her, even mm-hmm. though the investigation that she was blamed for, which they say caused the splits of the show, there were two investigations that were already done on Ramona before she ever even filed her filed hers shit. that Ebony didn't even know about until after the show was already done with. Fuck. That's insane. I didn't even know that. The fuck is, what the fuck is wrong with me, people? Listen to Holding Court with Ebony William. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she, she laid it all out after Ramona cared her very specifically placed ass on yeah. Carlos King's podcast, giving her, telling her truth, I'll say, when it comes to the whole uh, demise of Roni as they knew it, right? <sighs> And so Ebony took to her platform and she right. gave her side. And As she should, you know. That's crazy shit. I mean, <sighs> that is really unfortunate. Ebony came into a season where it really was, I don't know, it, it, it was crazy on how everything happened. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved her. I thought she was great. I thought she was going to be like one of the new main bitches, right? I felt like, honestly... What they were trying to do is like bringing Leah in there because, right, she's younger, right? I th- mm-hmm. I thought that they wanted to get like a younger demographic in there, and then they brought in Ebony because she's friends with Leah, and I was like, oh, okay, so <laughs> this is probably how they're gonna work it out as far as like the older women will eventually want to like go and do their own thing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that kind of shat in our faces, so to speak. Yeah, see, listen, I can understand the thought process of that, but the people that were in place to execute that were not necessarily the right people because I don't want Leah McSweeney anywhere near black people. No shade. Ooh, tell me why. I'm curious. I don't want Leah McSweeney anywhere near black people because I think that 
that entire second season of the show and her entire friendship with with Ebony was, you think it was a fake? one million percent. Oh, for real? And I'll tell you why. I've said this before on my podcast. I feel like Leah McSweeney used Ebony, the Black Lives Matter movement, and her experience as a black woman as a device to pin her castmates to something so bad that they would have to get fired off of the show. Holy fuck. I feel like her friendship with Ebony had nothing to do with them actually being friends. And as it came out, they were never actually friends. She was just the person that brought her onto the show, as so many of these friendships that are made for the show are. Very, very air quotes. Quotes, yes. Damn. Y'all were friends. Right. See, I... Well, you know what? Hopefully, depending on these new gals, mm-hmm. let's see if they're actually friends. They're all relatively in the same age group, I would say. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. I have a feeling, and I think I spoke to someone about this who was on my podcast a couple of weeks, months ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing the Roni to see if eventually they could do like the real girl. You know how they did Real Girlfriends of Paris? Did you watch mm-hmm. that? I was not into it. I didn't watch it, but I have heard good things. You have? I've heard decent things from the people who have watched it. Now, now I haven't heard a lot. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, me either. I'm not really into it. So I felt like the I whole Roni lot, thing is going to be... Yeah, I felt like I felt like Roni, the new Roni, was going to be, oh, maybe this could be Real Girlfriends of New York eventually in the future. Who knows? But I have two minds about that because I do see how it could be kind of like a backdoor pilot through a right? through a whole new brand new crew of girls' eyes. It could be like a sister series to the housewives. Mm-hmm. I have two minds about this new cast. One, I'm pissed because there's no ebony. Yes. But I'm not gonna be bitter and biased about it because right. I am also kind of glad that there is not a 100% like universally recognized face that I know true, going into true. the cast, right? Yeah. Because while I can appreciate shows that are built off of, well, we'll just say Beverly Hills because that's the one. <laughs> like, because Atlanta tries to do it a little bit, but they don't really do it anymore. Like they, like, they try to do it and like they did it successfully a few years and then Kim Fields happened. So... Right. <laughs> When it comes to Beverly Hills... (laughs) I liked her, believe it or not. I liked her on the show. I just felt like the reason why she was there, she was on the wrong show. I feel like she should have just been on a different reality show. If she was going to not be 100% herself. No, I feel you on that. That makes sense. Because I was with Queen Latifah when she came on Watch What Happens Live and was like, I don't know what the hell Kim Fields y'all saw down (laughs) to the Real Housewives of Atlanta because that was not Kim Fields. (laughs) But okay, go off. (laughs) I was like, I I was with you because I was like, I the Kim Fields I done heard about. I was excited. I was like, oh shit, Kim (laughs) Fields. But then she came and it was like, oh, you're being Kim Fields, the legendary actress. You're not being Kim Fields, just regular down home black woman. Well, they also, didn't all the women think that her husband was gay? Listen, women try that shit, and it really pisses me off on that show, which is one of the reasons why I (laughs) have very mixed feelings about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, because, you know, me being Housewives HR, people (laughs) think 
that because I am an obvious person of color, because Mm -hmm. I I don't show my face very often. um, I'm glad you're showing me yours now. Well, I do what I can. Well, I mean, you know. (laughs) But people think that I'm going to automatically never say anything bad about the the housewives of color. And the housewives of color are just as... Well, not just as. I ain't gonna say all that. But they have very problematic tendencies that go on within their franchises as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Potomac and Atlanta. Love them down, <laughs> mind you. Love yes. them down. I love these shows to death. Don't get me yes. wrong. I am... Well, I ain't gonna say I'm watching. That would be a lie. Because I do a podcast <laughs> five days a week and I have an eight-year-old daughter. I need to sleep. Sorry. You're busy. But I, t- I am busy. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I have things to do. Like, be beautiful. But I, they have their issues, just like every other show. And I try to elaborate on that, like, about how Atlanta has a history. They have a history of utilizing homosexuality as a negative, right? Yes, yes. Orange County has a bad history of that, too. Because Tamara got that shit via Vicky. But they have their problems down to Atlanta, like, with Kenya always trying to pin somebody as being aggressive and mm-hmm. they have a whole lot of contradictory behavior that is black women. I don't feel like they should be exhibiting. And then yeah. Potomac has an entire colorism issue that could be a yeah. whole nother hour that I'm not going to waste your time on. Y'all can go listen to my <laughs> podcast on that. Okay. Well, speaking of Potomac, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts right now of the season? Are you enjoying it? Do you miss the Monique Samuels hair pull felt around the world along with Marjorie, or not Marjorie, Margaret Mm -hmm. from Jersey? You know, uh, what are your thoughts for Potomac right now? I don't miss Monique on Potomac because I like Monique on Love and Marriage DC, one. Okay. Um, Two, I have not seen a lot of this season. However... You're killing my vibe, my love. Listen. I'm just kidding. Doing I'm a podcast five days away. <laughs> I am the vibe killer. Like, that's been, that was my nickname in college, okay? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was the, because I, li- listen, I was the person that would know I'm taking my fuck it drink and say fuck it while I'm taking it. <laughs> knowing it's about to go bad. I vibe killer. You. That's all. <laughs> so, when it comes to Potomac, um... I like this season. However, the the whole reacherization for yes. a storyline orization, I'm you. not here for. Like, yes. listen, they've been doing it for years, right? We've seen it yeah. happen. It's not something that's brand new. I'm not going to sit here and act like this is the first time that we've seen a girl reach like, well, I ain't going to go there. Anyway, it's just like Beverly Hills this season. The blatantness yes. of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We blatantly see what's happening. Giselle, yeah. care you and your sidetracked wig and your tacky clothes. Back to Motel Giselle. Uh. Have your daughters write you a new storyline and come back next week. Because I'm you not know, here for it. <laughs> I'm not here for it at all. You literally, you're giving me like a Karen Huger vibe. Because I feel like Karen would say all of those things. Well, I'm 31 and I project myself like I'm 55. So. (laughs) I take it. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, Karen, 
How old is she? She's close to 60, isn't she? Or is she 60? I think she's closer to 60 than she is to 50. I'll say that. Yes. I agree with you on that. Yes, I could totally see Karen saying that about Giselle. Well, what are your thoughts with, um, you know, obviously the whole Chris DMing? I mean, like you said, they're reaching for the stars. Ashley with this reach. Y'all will swear this is an S Club 7 concert. Like, reach <gasps> for the stars. Oh, my God. Climb every mountain higher and find a new storyline in that deep valley you in. Because I'm sorry, this is this is just. I'm glad. Like now, mind you, I haven't been watching the season, so I don't know where she carried this storyline past the first episode. Sure, but I'm glad that when Robin told her or whoever told her, you know, her husband is like the manager at the W, right? Like he works there. Yeah, Robin did say. Yep. He works there. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not like he was trying to slide. Like, it was like, yo, come patron my business as a celebrity right. who was in the area who just happens to be in my friend group. Right. It That, that, that makes 100% sense to me, right? That's real, for sure. If she cared it past that conversation, her and her forehead need to sit the fuck down. Period. <laughs> You need to go figure out why you ain't got no damn divorce attorney and why you ain't got no profits and no assets to go and buy your own damn house for your own LLC for your own damn children. Why have you been on a show for seven seasons and and are at the point of panic attack to the realization that you may have to financially take care of them? Yes. So, Yins, guys, you can tell Sean's favorite character in the show is Ashley Darby. (laughs) You can tell that I'm a big Michael Darby fan, right? Y'all can tell that I am Team Daddy Darby, right? It's very obvious. I am standing the Darbs. Damn. Although Dean and Dylan, I would love to babysit them in real life, though. They're cute, They're the cutest things ever. They're so cute. Ever. They're adorable. Well, you know, I feel like the best you thing know, Michael I'm Darby has ever done. Touche. I mean, I'm <laughs> huge, I, I don't really have much to say about the Darbster uh, uh, on the male side, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I I, uh, I tend to go on Ashley's side personally. Uh, those are the but... best men in the my the those are the best men in the Darby family, Dylan and Dean. I a thousand percent agree with you for sure. Now, if we go to Robin and Juan and Robin being concerned about the whole prenup thing with them getting married, even though everyone and their mom, like they don't think that they're going to get married again because they've been waiting eight million years. Thoughts? I don't think they're going to get married either. But however, that has nothing to do with my opinion. Why is everybody shocked that she's asking for a prenup? She's the one that lost all their damn money in the first place. Shouldn't she be the first one trying to protect it? Number one. Second of all, I mean, I'm just saying, she the one that fucked over all their coin in the first place. Yeah, because she, she, it was a friend of hers to invest She the one that got caught up with the best friend swindler. Yeah, in the yeah. first damn place. So mm. I would, so I would be surprised if she didn't want a prenup. That's number one. But but Juan was so nonchalant about it, too, though. He was just like... Well, I mean, Juan was trying not to show out for them cameras, but he did try to slide in that he make more money than her, and that was for his ego because he (laughs) He know that that checkbook don't balance out like that. Let's not even be real. Juan, I'm so glad that Uh Juan Dixon is here right now. Yes! But in however, I know 
that Cop and State ain't paying you what Bravo is paying Robin. Let's just be very clear. Did about you hear that. what happened with him? Yes, God. I just covered it on my sister podcast, Housewives History with Megan and Sean. That was our HCU yes. news. We picked Ooh. the hottest story of the week and we cover it at the top of Go every listen. episode. Go listen. Go listen, Yins, guys. And I will say, I'm I'm glad that you asked me about it because I have a hot take about one on the episode. Ooh. I have a very hot take about one when it comes to that to that situation. And I think you guys should listen to that. Yes. Do it after this podcast. But do it after this podcast. (laughs) Of of course, just hit play next on that podcast and then just finish this one. Well, we'll have to get into like all the stuff that you're doing, too, towards the end. But let's let's move over to um, let's go to Salt Lake City. Oh, in a Thoughts. How, Lisa Barlow is the new that Beyonce. The Watch segue. out, honey. <laughs> yes. Did you hear my audition? Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, Lisa Barlow is literally going to get a Grammy, maybe even an Oscar. I am here for Lisa Barlow being the first E-God housewife or whatever. But I think that she has... I think that Lisa Barlow needs to focus more on getting Vita Tequila nationwide than she needs to be on singing anything, personally. <laughs> because, listen, I I talk to a lot of people on my podcast, right? Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers. But I talked to somebody recently in Utah, and nice. they have trouble getting Vita Tequila in Utah. Seriously? I'm shocked by that, especially on how much she talks about it on the show. Listen, truth is stranger than fiction, so I ain't got no reason to lie to you. There, it, girl, they have trouble getting Vita Tequila in Utah. So I think she need to be more focused on that tequila and that Rosado and, and the whatever tequila things y'all do, because I don't really drink like that. But yeah. whatever they got going on over there, that's what she, that's that's where she need to be, because they talking about she over here sucking dick to get it down to the, down to the Kroger. So... But like it was also, I mean, think about it. The Utah Utah Jazz, the who Utah Jazz up, Festival, though. No, oh, the NBA stupid. team. Like, who keeps up with the NBA team? Utah Jazz. Come on, they're not you the see, Lakers. I thought it was a festival. I ain't been watching <laughs> that show either. See, the see? NBA Utah Jazz. No one cares about the Utah Jazz. Sorry, NBA. Only people are caring about the freaking Lakers, the freaking Clippers. I mean, Jesus, everyone and on the people, East Coast, the Brooklyn Nets. In the Utah Jazz's defense, people just started liking the Clippers, okay? I grew up in the 90s where you got burned at the stake for liking the Clippers. Like, that was a punchline on sitcoms that the Clippers were so shitty. So, Utah Jazz, y'all just might have another 10 years. Hang well, in I there. mean, listen, I'm just saying if but Kawhi Vila Leonard But ain't goes- gonna get you there. Yeah, that's true. If if Kawhi Leonard, if you're listening to me, which I'm pretty sure you're not, uh, but if you go to the Utah Jazz, I will be following your ass. So there's just that, because I'm pretty sure he's still on the Clippers. But, okay, so with all of the Vita tequila-ness, mm-hmm. um, obviously a big thing right now is the Heather and Whitney, uh, what the fuck, Heather, you're not on my side. No, actually... Yeah, what the fuck, Heather? You're not on my side. Whitney is discovering this like childhood trauma, which is very interesting, to be honest. But she feels like Heather is not there for her. I mean, I don't know. I think Whitney, you know, regardless of everything that she went through, I feel very, you know, sorry and sad for her. 
But I do feel like she's using that a little bit to kind of come after Heather. Could I be wrong on that? Maybe. All of that sounds confusing for me, right? Right, yeah. Because if somebody is not being there in the way that you feel that they need to be there for you, then you need to ask that person, do they have the capacity and the bandwidth to be there for you in the way that they need you to be there? Because some people just can't give you what you need. One. Some right. people just can't give right. you what you need. So Sometimes you just need to find somebody else that can facilitate that that type of support for you, right? Sure. Sometimes you just yeah. need, need, need to call a damn hotline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, just period. Or for a sure. therapist. My morbid ass. Call a therapist. Hey, I have a therapist. I, you know, shout out to her. What's up? Yeah. I would rather you call a therapist than a hotline. But, um, but then it's like, hot, like... I know, it's a Where lot. is this coming from? What, with Whitney? Where is this breakdown coming from? Because it's like, how do you expect? Yeah. And this is just me playing devil's advocate for all sides. I am team no one in this because I ain't been watching the damn show. I'm just taking the, the um, context right. clues that, that you're giving me, being a Virgo, and just having some deductive reasoning, right? Okay. If you are just discovering your own trauma... Right. I would imagine that you do not understand how to process that for yourself. Therefore, for sure. how can you expect someone from the outside looking in who mm-hmm. I'm going to give the defense of probably not understanding what rediscovering suppressed trauma even is? I agree. Yeah. Coupled with being on a reality show it's going to look like, or somebody on Twitter is going to read that as you're pulling some shit for a storyline, mm, right? There's already yeah. going to be a level of defense put against that because of the environment that you're presenting this newfound information, even sure. if it's something as heavy as trauma. Right. If you don't understand that, how to deal with that for yourself, how can you understand or expect somebody else in all of the circumstances that come with that to understand how to facilitate support for you in that situation? Long story short, how do you expect somebody to be there for some shit that you don't even understand? I feel like you need to be my therapist. Listen, I don't know if you want me to curse at you like this. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even ask if I can curse on your show. I'm sorry. My oh, bad. Oh, fuck it. Yes, of course. Fuck, fuck. You're oh, I was about Dixon. to say, I don't I'll give bleep a fuck. it I myself because I, 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 I can edit. I'll bleep it. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. No, I mean, look, this is all explicit if you want it to be, honey. I'm, I'm just saying. Nice. I'm all down for it. I don't even think about that on my show. People, like, I, I've been doing this show for just, like, nearly two months. And people just started asking me, can I curse on my show? And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Because I curse sure. so regularly. I'm like, oh, well, it's my damn podcast. I, I can do what the fuck I want to do, right? Absolutely. Yes. So, go for it. But, yeah, like, I just, I don't understand how you can expect somebody to understand initially just off the rip how to be there for you when you don't even understand the trauma that you're you're resurfacing that you didn't even remember that you had. Yeah, and it's heavy. It's heavy as fuck. And and it's heavy trauma, right? Yeah. So the weight of the trauma that you're rediscovering, the complexity of the situation that it's being presented in, and the... I ain't going to say oddity, but the 
tenderness of the situation surrounding it being that it's race suppressed trauma that's being brought out on a reality show. It's like, how do you like? Right. How do you navigate that's all it? I'm how do you navigate that? I'm sure. Now, if you now if yeah. you fucked around and you figured that out, and then you facilitated that information to Heather, and then she wasn't there for you because she just chose to take that information and mm-hmm. wipe her ass with it, that's fine. Then you can be upset. Right. But right. Based on the context clues I have, it's that's so where I'm at. Because that's fresh shit. It's- like, I feel like it you is. need to go work that out for your damn self. You need to go figure out how to explain that to, to somebody else to even ask them for support. Well, I mean, she's, you know, she's trying to do the healing thing with the rocks and the, you know, Reiki. She's doing whatever. crystals and all of I've that. Never, yeah, I mean, I, you know, no, uh, if any of y'all do that, you do you. I don't Shout really get it. Shout out to Spencer Pratt. Yes, but I'm sure he has his own line uh, with Pratt Daddy Crystals. To Heidi? Yeah, yep. okay, okay, there we go. Pratt but, Daddy uh, Crystals. I don't Free plug, know. they're still married. Sorry, the Hills reboot ended. <laughs> That's Shout why out we to watch Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yes. Okay, so I didn't even think of this. Uh, where, where are you in the uh, geography world? I'm the place where everybody pulls as an example when they want to explain someplace extremely country and Southern. I'm in Alabama. Ooh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I've never been. I've never been. I've never heard it described as beautiful, but that's great for you. I'm glad you think that. (laughs) Are you you from Alabama originally? No, I'm from North Carolina. What uh, what brought you over to Alabama, or is it over? Yeah, it's over. It's over. Don't ask. A little bit of under. Yes. Depends on yes. how you drive. Um, Who brought you there? My husband, actually. I love it. Is he from Alabama? He is from here, born and raised. Bless his oh heart. Oh my god! As Lisa Barlow would say, "I love that." Love. That. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, back on the Salt Lake City train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen Shaw this season. Are you, uh, I, Jennifer I'm Shaw. Yes. I'm enjoying her this season. I am. I love, listen, criminal history aside, right. I love Jennifer Shaw. Me too. Outside Me of her too. being a fabulous felon. I love <laughs> Jennifer Shaw. That should be a hashtag. hashtag listen, fabulous sh- felon. patent pending, trademark pending. Give me 10% and you can have it. <laughs> Now, yes. Well, she needs it though. I'll put it on your book. Just books. saying. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like <sighs> I know it's a lot. I no, it's you. not. It's really not. Here's the thing: people have such a big issue with Jen Shaw and the way that she's being treated versus versus the way that Erica Jane is being treated, and the difference mm. is very simple. People are making a math problem where there isn't one. Katie Herring said it best, the limit does not exist. But the issue is, is that Jennifer Shaw is a likable television personality. She is. Ever since this shit broke out with Erica Jane and Tom Girardi and the Keese and the Kush and the whoever else, she has not been likable on the show at all. Yeah, I agree. So, and then on top of that, the reason why you're not likable is directly connected to the legal shit that is also being slandered against your name or plastered Mm -hmm. against your name. I ain't gonna say a slander, but plastered against your name. 
And those damn earrings. That and those damn keep. earrings. 750000 mm-hmm. now $1.4 million. Yes. Adjusted for inflation. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> We're on appeal. Oh, man. For legal yes. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and then Andy was like, okay, but we're like saying the same we're thing. We're on appeal for legal reasons. I- <laughs> oh, okay. That was a we're great scene, by the way. That great was scene. the best thing she's done all the past two seasons. That was the best thing she's done the past two seasons. That was the first time that she did anything and I just laughed. I was like, that shit is hilarious. I've been and waiting it was like for a reason raw, to use that. too. Like, I think Andy was like... Everyone okay. was like... <laughs> what you mean? You would appeal for what? To do what? To get what? Like, we're on appeal for legal reasons. For legal reasons. Oh my god, that was so classic. It was I so I have been classic. waiting for a reason to use that ever since she said that. And you gave me it today. Thank oh you. Oh my god, I'm so, so glad. I have Yay! not had a reason to say like well, I've had plenty of reasons, but I just keep forgetting. But since you brought it up, I was like, yes. I'm so glad that she did it here. Thank you, you so much. You do it much. so well. I for need legal it. reasons. We're on appeal <laughs> for legal reasons. Like I don't do impressions, but when they hit, they hit. That they really was do. gold. Good as gold, Sheena Shea. Gold. Yeah, That's good as gold. Ooh, you know what? Since we're since we're kind of talking about, you know, what's going on currently, let's just get on with Bravo and you. Okay. Speaking of Marina so, Del Rey. Yes. What are <laughs> what are your top three Bravo shows? Um, Would Beverly Hills be one of them? <laughs> you're oh, so you do stand up. Top three. <laughs> Okay, listen. I uh, could. I could be like a Hannah Burner. Oh my God. I could, you know, listen, the girls do their thing. I'm more of a Paul Mooney type. If I did stand up, I would be more like a Dick Gregory, Paul Mooney type of stand up comedian. Ooh. Not for everybody. So, right? make like your money where you Hammer can, too. girl. I love, bitch. I love Chelsea. I love Chelsea. Yeah. I read all, her, all of her books. Just saying. I live for every time she posts a Skims ad now. It's just nostalgia to the Chelsea Lately days. Like, it just warms my heart. I know. I know. God, that shit was great. But anyways, top three Bravo shows. Top three shows. If you want to talk current shows, do they all have to be current shows? Whatever show you're thinking. Uh, Okay. Married to Medicine. Okay is the classic like that is probably the best show on bravo right now in my opinion but that is me saying that and i don't watch every show on bravo so that's a very biased opinion i'll admit that Um, i do like the fact that one of the husbands did like his little rap game at the end of the uh the reunion you saw a lot of memes and shit i don't like that oh my god i rap in real life i don't like that because i rap he offended you I'm offended. It was cultural appropriate. No, I'm playing. But <laughs> no, I'm joking. But oh my god! As somebody who writes raps in real life in my yes. Nicki Minaj voice, yes. I just don't Wasn't stay in your lane. Yes, you, you do what you do. You go save it lives. In a wrong way, not in a good way. Okay, you go put your white coat on. Okay, daddy. <laughs> Well, not daddy, All right, but so, Scott. so married, married to medicine is one. All right, married to medicine is one. Um, current shows, Candy and the Gang is two. Thank you. Yes. 
Candy and the Gang is two. Love it. I love Brian. I love Brian. Brian is great. Well, I, I love Brian's hairstylist specifically because who's ever putting him in those pieces needs an Emmy for hairstyling. I also love Torin too. I love Torin. I love Torin, and I have a thing for Philip, but that's because of trauma, not because of anything positive. Um, Philip is pretty hot. Yes, but he he makes me happy in a very kinky kind of way. Philip makes me want to get spanked real bad. Like, Philip makes me want to get flogged real bad. Shout out to you, Philip. Yes. And shout out to the flogging community. Shout out to Philip and his boyfriend. I hope y'all are still together. God bless you. And I hope you are flogging him the fuck down, Philip. Anyway, um, Married to Medicine, Candy of the Gang. And then, as far as just Bravo in general, because I can't think of any more current shows, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D list. Wow. Yeah. That's old school. That is old a classic. Cla- I've that never is- seen it, but when you said Kathy Griffin, like old school. I mean, that she is used some to of be the best, best reality with, television. Um, she used to be best friends with Anderson Cooper. She yeah, actually, in fact, used to do, she used to do the New Year's Eve thing with him. Yeah, fuck him. You remember that? Yeah, fuck you him. You don't like him. No. He's best friends with Andy. Yeah, fuck Andy too, but... You don't like Andy? <gasps> For a lot of reasons. Oh my God, I feel like that's another episode. For a <gasps> lot of reasons. <laughs> Listen, okay, there's a so whole we're gonna, we're episode of my again. podcast that is dedicated to Andy Cohen because there's a little mini series that I do on my show called The Open Letter. And it's when I take an entire um, show of my podcast and I dedicate it to somebody who I feel like is doing some real problematic shit that I'm sick and fucking tired of. Okay. So Andy I've. one of them. Andy was one, and the only other one I've done so far is on Crystal Kung Minkoff. Current with her? Yeah, she was the first one I did, and then I did Andy Cohen like a week later. So, so like both of these things happened because of the reunion. So it's that current. Oh, I didn't like what she said about the whole Michael Jackson thing. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck, Michael? Jackson I covered like that in the episode, legend. and that's a big ass reason why I don't like her. Listen, if you want me to kind of get into it without going deep and dark, um, because I'm. A little snippet, a preview, so everyone can go listen to it. Yeah, because my husband's name is Martin. I'm more of a Malcolm type of bitch. So the reason why is because saying stuff like that is problematic in itself. Saying that requesting Michael Jackson music solely based on the fact that he was accused of something, never proven guilty, and in fact acquitted on top of the fact, and then the the people who she's referencing in wake of the allegations were people who previously were on the opposite stance years ago and now came out and changed their stance for a documentary. I'm just saying. Um, Yeah. That is problematic because as a black person, I know from my own culture, there are so many people who are in prison who have been murdered because of fitting a profile or a stereotype or have been accused of something. Look up Emmett Till. Everybody listening to this podcast right now, look up Emmett Till and that story and you'll understand why Crystal Kung Minkoff saying that is problematic. What's sad is like some people don't know who Emmett Till was. Right. And I want you, you know to go I mean? look up the real story before they put out the movie on it in about two or three right. years where they have some light-skinned dude doing a very dramatized version of the story. Go and look up the real shit because that person was killed. Yeah. And listen, just go look up the story. Anyway, yeah. but because yeah. of that and things like that. Right. And if you want to make it more relatable to Bravo, based on the logic that Crystal Kung Minkoff says... 
Candy yeah. Burris should have been canceled based on what Phaedra did in season nine. Think about that. Based on what Crystal said, Candy's career should be over because of what Phaedra and Portia did. Yeah. Is that is that okay? Go listen to the episode. Dude. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's like shit, man. That's some ooh. I need to after this. Housewives after this, human I'm resources. Go listen to the That's episode. all I'm saying. Shit. Yeah, man. That is that's some intense stuff, and it definitely makes points across of what you're implying and all that kind of shit. That's deep. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Now, no. Now, in me saying that, there are moments in the episode where I do defend Crystal. So it's right. not just a complete bashing session. But right, I will right. say there are moments where I have been a staunch defender of Crystal, and those moments Shh. will be covered in the episode. However, I yeah. do feel there were moments where she overshadowed the moments where we stood by her because of shit that she said later on to try to yeah. conflate things that were completely separate say, as the same. Well, people say, too, it's it's her generation. You know, because obviously I don't, she's, a, she's younger than all the other women. I'm a millennial. I feel like that's an excuse, though. I'm a millennial, and I'm making this point. Right. No, right. I, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. That's all I'm We're saying. Both millennials. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. 1991, babe. So like, Ooh, so like, 1987. But that's so, okay. So like, we are prime. To, like, we are the originators of the millennial generation. Like, we are first, like, Facts. first term millennials, right? Like, Facts. I feel like yeah. millennials end at 1991. That's why I always say mm-hmm. 1991 and done. Yeah. Because everybody after that, I, I don't know what kind of millennials y'all are, but aren't they like Gen? X or something. They're like right next to Gen Z. Z. So it's how so it's like how like you have signs of the astrological sign that's right before yours because it's so close to your birthday that. But I I say all of that to say there have been moments where I've defended Crystal. However, I just feel like there are moments where she conflates two things that are completely yeah. separate as being the as being the same and then it takes the focus away from what we really should be talking about and oh, it for sure. focuses yeah. on the bullshit you're talking about and and how you're saying two completely different things and you're saying things that appear to come off contradictory that's all yeah. i'm saying so i'm with you on that now since we're on i mean obviously we're still on housewives of course which housewife do you relate to the most Alrighty, righty guys, that was part one of my pod hang with the fine Sean Ellis Rogers from Real Reality Realness. Make sure, yins guys, you check out his shit because it's amazing. And also, I don't even know how he can do all of this stuff within like a whole week's time. I mean, he has like 8 million shows. Like, he's just working mad. I need to fucking like pick up my pace. But in the meantime, yins guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow your bitch at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And please follow us at Believe Network. And of course, follow us at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe B-L-E-A-V. 
Minions, guys, I will, uh, oh shit, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Okay, so if I don't release it on Thanksgiving, I'll probably release it on Wednesday. I guess I'll let you guys um, wonder about what day. It'll be like a nice little surprise or not. But yins, guys, have a wonderful weekend, and I shall catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.